0: You just lift your heart towards God. Just open yourself to God in worship, in adoration. He is worthy of it all. Of every praise, every honor. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. You are deserving of all our praise. You are deserving of all our praise. We thank you. We thank you for the life we have been called. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we have worshiped. Can somebody help me celebrate Jesus? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, please welcome somebody as you take your seat. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So, um, for those of us that have been fasting and praying, we've entered the final week of uh, fasting and praying. Can we celebrate God for our grace? <laughs> Amen. So we've been praying, we've been fasting. And, and I, I said somewhere that I particularly like this, um, these uh, praying sessions because we are not hiding behind many scriptures. I don't know if you've noticed. We take one scripture and then we finish it then we pray, and we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray and it's just on that one scripture so if you have been meditating on the scripture during that day my sincere belief and hope is that you've been able to take a lot out of it like i said it's easy to hide behind many things so you have first john this you have this yeah but if it's just one it's on you to bring out everything that it can give you for that day do you understand what i'm saying so in in this last week, if you've not done that, then I think you should. Because we are spending more time praying in tongues, so there might not be enough time to expound on certain things. So do your Bible study, if you can, during the day. Because like we said, if you are just fasting and you are not praying and studying, then you are literally just on a diet. Abby, Okay, so let's, let's, this final push, let, let it make meaning to us. Amen. All right. And then I'm sure you've seen some of us um, wearing um, faith T-shirts here and there. I can see a lot of people in this place. Second service is special. And that's all I'm going to say about it so that we don't offend anybody. Okay. But if you look outside, <laughs> you'll see a lot of people wearing yellow T-shirts, black T-shirts, faith T-shirts, and things like that. Um, uh, in case you are wondering, because like I said, um, second service crowd, we are different. Um, ask around if you, if you want to know, but it's about the International Word of Faith Conference. Hallelujah. So it's coming up. It's here already. So just, if you are not aware, prepare your hearts for it. It's all, it has been a fantastic time. Last year, I haven't recovered. Amen. 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 All right, okay, so, um, <laughs> I just saw the time. Okay, I haven't done <laughs> that in a while. All right, um, we're going to try and touch on some things. About, I hope we're aware that we're talking about keys to effective prayer, yes? Okay, so we'll touch on some things, and then we'll, we'll see if you can pray as well. Praise God. All right, so do I have born-again Christians in the house? Anybody, born-again? Raise your hand if you are born-again. You know, I can use this one as, as author call. If you know reason your hand come out. Let's pray for you. So if you are born again, let me see your hand. All right, fantastic. Um, if we say we are born again, or we are born again Christians, I, I believe that there should be things that separate us from the world or from unbelievers. And I'm not just talking about the way you dress or the way you talk. Maybe you were talking a particular way. you have changed. All of that is good. But I believe that beyond that, there should be something That separates us. Um, I realize that it cannot be money. Because a lot of us come into Christianity um, on this lie that we've been told, that when you come into God, when you come into uh, believing in Jesus Christ, then all your problems are solved. Did did anybody trick you into coming like that? I know some of us. If you come, just come. All your problems will be over. How many of us born again Christians still have problems? Okay. (laughs) So, um, that kind of dispels that myth. Praise God. As long as we are here on earth, there are always challenges. Am I correct? So, it cannot be money. Um, another reason why it can't be money because is because I see a lot of all the billionaires I know are not Christians. All the rich people no, sorry. No, I was. No, let's stay with billionaires because I know some rich Christians. But as a matter of fact, personally, the ones I know, the billionaires I know, they are not Christians. And, well, maybe they are doing things that we don't know about, but on the surface of things, money and finances answer to. How do I put this? If you apply the laws. Finances, you will be rich. Do you understand? If you provide value, you will get money or you get some kind of income. Abi? So, it's money answers to whosoever. So, money does not say, oh, this one is a Christian. So, let me just. Money is not partial. So, it can't be money. That's where I'm going. It can't be because, oh, but that guy is a Christian. He's always in church. He prays all the time. Why? does he need to ask for transfer money to come to church so it can't be money some of the best christians i know have financial issues amen and they will still go to heaven Abby. so i just needed to set that precedence money answers to whosoever whosoever applies the laws okay And that's what Pastor K said at the beginning. A lot of these things, because God is God and he is God over all, he needed to put processes and principles in place to make sure that everything runs without him. If not, he would have to put his hand in every single situation, every single time, for things to work on this earth. That would be, I don't know, he's God, but that would would be work. Praise God. For a tree to grow, imagine if God was the one that has to come and be speaking to a tree every day. Oh yeah, it's time to grow. It's time to bring growth forth. It's time to do this. Starting, do you understand what I'm saying? So he puts principles in place. He put processes in place to make sure that the earth runs. So that includes every single thing that has to do with life and living. But like I said, there must be that one thing, or there actually more than one, a few things that will separate us as born-again Christians, professing Christians, from the person who is not. And I believe one of those major things is prayer. Prayer, like we know, and we've said many times in different classes, different teachings, prayer is communication with God. Prayer is you talking to God. Prayer is God talking back to you. Now, I want to believe that that is one thing that we should have as an edge over the unbeliever the person that does not believe that there is a God praise God and I also believe that prayer should not be hit or miss you know what hit or miss means let's see today if God will answer us let's see if maybe if I pray longer if I do four hours straight maybe I will catch God's attention Let's see if this fast that we are doing was for me. I've heard people say those kind of things. Ah, that fast was for me. That service was for me. In other words, beyond that period or beyond that particular word or particular season, eh, God was not on your side by inference. That's what you are saying now. Abby? Second service. All right. For a Daniel to be so bold, the king was going to kill them. <laughs> there was a king. He had a dream. He could not remember the dream. So he told his wise men to go and find out what the dream was. So I, I, I'm thinking of something. I've forgotten it. And then I want to test you and I tell you that you must tell me what I'm thinking of or what I thought of. You know, it's easy to lie when, let's say, I know what the dream is but I'm looking for interpretation. You know, it's easy to lie, Abi. Uh, I feel that that tree means prosperity. And the fruits on it, it is limited to how you weed around the tree and how you put fertilizer. You can lie. But when you first need to tell me what I dreamt about, you know, when you told me, I was like, oh, that's true, Abby." That means I first need to confirm what you said. Now, <laughs> Daniel was so bold to say that, why, why, why the king Why is the king hasty to want to just kill people? Give me time. I know that when I pray, God will answer me. And I will be able to give the king an answer. How many of us, let us assume you were Daniel or Daniela. how many of us, I'm going to say we'll still be alive today, but (laughs) obviously, even the Daniel is dead, but if it happened today, how many of us, one week from now, will be alive? Like, you've told the people that came to carry you, that. Why are you rushing? Why, As in, you come out, you come to meet them. Boldness, confidence. And you say, why, why, why are you shouting in front of my house? And the king wants to kill people. Tell him, to, tell him that he should give us some time. Abi? How many of us will still be alive one week from now? If you're a Daniel or Daniela. Okay, so Daniel had a confidence in the fact that when he spoke to God, God will answer him. Elijah had that kind of confidence that he would say that the person should go... How many times? Seven times. When he prayed for the rain to fall. As in, Elijah prayed. They went. They said they didn't see anything. He said, I have prayed. Go back. Did you catch that? How many of us will say that because I have prayed... I have the confidence that God has heard me. So if we are not seeing anything... God is not the problem because he has answered. We are the one. So go back and check again. I hope we are catching what I'm trying to say here. The confidence that we have in the God that answers. That was the... So when we are talking about persevering in prayer, you are not persevering that, Lord, it's not on day 21 that God will answer you. You are not saying, I persevered in prayer until God answered me. Whoosh. I am saying I persevered in prayer until I saw the result. So when God was sending when Elijah was sending the servant back it was because he knew that God had answered. So he needed to see a physical manifestation so he could tell the king Oya oh, yeah, go something is already about to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is what separates us from the unbeliever. Our confidence in the fact that God hears us and He answers us all the time. Not sometime, not when He's feeling like it. But because we have activated the principles that govern prayer. Don't forget I talked about principles, Abby. Because we have activated the principles that govern prayer, we are not praying just like Pastor K said, we are not praying just uh, we just go to God and pour our hearts out and expect that He will answer us. But we are praying in line with the principles and the precepts that have been set to make prayer work. Then we have the assurance that he has heard us and that we have the answer to what we are prayed for. And this is the confidence that we have. When we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. That's what that scripture was talking about. So your perseverance in prayer... It's not that you stay until God hears you. You are staying until you have an assurance of the things that you have prayed for. An assurance in terms of a receipt. Not because He didn't hear you on day one. I hope we caught that one. So that, okay, so I, I think I even need to give a caveat. Um, if you came to second service, this service today, to come and hear about how you will get your next billion You have my permission to sleep now. We'll wake you after the service. This service is not about how to get what you want from God. Ah, I'm not seeing anybody starting up to leave. This service is not for me. Nobody is leaving. Ah, You are making me proud. This is not a service. So this is... Okay, I just thought of something. This is an aside. This is totally different from what we are talking about. So let me just quickly throw this in. So a while back, a while back, I was just with somebody. An older person. And he said, ah, you know that your church is for rich people. And I looked at the people. I'm like, okay, rich is relative. Abby, my mom, (laughs) God forgive me, my mom, (laughs) she's passed now, she was still in that church where if you are doing something, you are naming your baby, child naming, wedding, and all those things, if they put 200 naira in an envelope for you, they've done something. Some of us still have those mothers. Who still goes to those churches? It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that rich is relative. Okay? So when she said that, then I smiled and we continued the conversation. Now, today, I was sitting in my car before service and I saw people driving in. So, a lot of young people. And they were driving in nice cars, relatively. You know, they were driving, and ah, hey, this girl has a Benz. As in, I hadn't seen a lot of them. Driving in their car. So it was, it, was, it was nice. Okay. Ah, this was in... Ah, eh, ah. Just see the person drive by. Some of them, they are sitting on something because they can't reach the steering. And not, they, they, I'm sure they already know themselves. And they're driving. I'm like, okay, that's nice. And then I remember that conversation. And I wish now in hindsight that I could tell that woman that these people did not come to this church with those cars. Did you catch that? There is something about, and, and, and it's, not, it's not a DCC thing before you start becoming stupidly proud. It's a fact that when you are in the midst of believers and you see and you hear the word of God and you see the boldness of the people around you, Doing great things, it propels you to move forward and to do your own thing. There is there is a boldness that comes when uh-uh. is it no pastor? Yet? What's your name? <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying, where you are able to see the people that. You are in league with, you are in You're in the same clique, and they are like doing things, and they told you, or they are telling you that this thing, I did not have anything to do it, but I moved in faith, and God responded. So you two will take that faith, and you go, because there is no copyright in the spirit, you will take that thing, and you will go, and you will go and walk it, and it will work for you. Amen. Has nothing to do with the service, because you are getting a bit too excited for me like i said this is not that service about getting so let's see what the service is about matthew 6 matthew 6 let's see 25 to 33 um matthew 6 35, 25 to 33 i will read it. it's a bit long it says therefore i say to you do not worry about your life Um, The Bible I was using, I was checking an online Bible and the the beginning of it, you know how they put small headers for you to help you, but I'm not sure that person was truly in the spirit because the, the title for this one was do not worry. I'm like, that was not what Jesus was saying here. It says, but maybe because it started with do not worry, so the person was lazy to read through, maybe, I don't know, right? It's not scripture, so I can say the person was lazy, it's fine. It's not heresy. All right. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Um, is life not more than food and the body not more than clothing? Next verse. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? Okay, next. Which of you, by worrying, can I add one cubit to his stature? I wish I could. Amen. Um, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow: at toil nor spin. Next verse. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of his field, which is today, which is here today, and thrown and thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not more, much more, clothe you? O you of little faith? Okay. Next verse. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear? Okay, this is where we're going. For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. After all these things, the Gentiles seek. So that's why I said that you cannot be so consumed by the things around you, by physical and material blessings. Because the Gentiles are seeking the same thing. Praise God. Now, they have the advantage over you because they can misdo. You are held by the confines of your Christianity. So you are bound by, except you are not really following Christ. Amen? If you are following Christ, there are some things you cannot do that they do. <laughs> Pastor Jethro Sills asked me recently, Abi, I can just, I won't go into details, about it, some kind of deal that was supposed to happen. And I was like, ah, but they're saying that we have to do small kickback. You know what kickback is. We have to sort some people. My spirit is not. So it was a discussion. It was a discussion because we are Christians. To the average unbeliever, it is not a discussion. It is normal. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So after all these things, the Gentiles seek, for your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Next verse. He says, well, seek first what? And? And? Wow. This is us. They are saying that everybody on this earth Is seeking for good things. What they will eat, what they will drink, how they will be clothed, um, what car they will drive, and all that. He says, don't fall into that trap. What should you do instead? As a Christian, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Let God's agenda be your own priority first before you move on to other things because it is let me not jump ahead of myself the Lord's prayer our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy what? will be done by who? the birds of the air that is feeding or you? so when you pray that prayer what you are doing in essence is saying Lord use me Because Jesus, apart from Paul, I don't know how many people Jesus is going to appear to, to commission them for the work. Do you understand what I'm saying? When Jesus came, he commissioned the the disciples, and then he went. But because he knew how pivotal, or pivotal, whatever the English is, that Paul was going to be, he said, "I, I need to show up for this guy. I need to get this one saved. So he came down. How many of us did Jesus appear to before we got born again? So that we know how you start your ministry from here. I will just just commission you and push you forward into the nations. So, none of us are the will of God, the heart of God, is what He said in uh, Matthew 28. That's when He was leaving. He says, Go and make disciples of the nations. That's in NIV. He says, Go and make disciples of the nations. Okay? So, when you are making a believer, different from a disciple. I hope you're aware well that a believer and a disciple there are levels to it. I can believe that Jesus died on the cross and he was saved. And I sorry, <laughs> I said <he> was saved. And <laughs> he was raised from the dead and all of that. That's a believer. Now I can choose to live like Jesus on this earth. That's a disciple. Praise God. The people that saw the miracles, they believed but they did not follow. So his his, his, uh, what's the word? his mandate to us is that we're going to make followers, we're going to make disciples, we're going to make little Jesuses all over the earth. Praise God. So that is the will that they're talking about here. That's the will that they're talking about. So anything outside that, is you trying to fulfill your own agenda? For Jesus, Jesus showed us how to live. He laid the example for us, and he said that my meat is to do the Father's will. My very sustenance is to do the Father's will. That's what he said. How many of us can boast of that? That is what our, what we are living right now. I'm not saying you should quit your job I'm just saying while you're at your job are you showing Jesus Christ while you're at your job do they know that you are a Christian or are you just another person like I said you know they show for face so it cannot be because you are rich ah that guy is rich he's a Christian it doesn't work that way that guy dresses well. He's a Christian. There are some Christians with terrible fashion tastes. So it can't be by how you look now. It can't be by the outward. It's the inner man that is renewed. It's the inner man that was born again. If you had a terrible fashion sense before you got born again, there is every very likelihood that you'll still be terrible in your dress sense after you give your life to Christ. Except the Holy Spirit wants to help you. And by helping you use that one to minister to somebody, ah, this guy, you, you don't look the way you used to look. Oh. Ah, that time we just wear green and pink. Eh? Then you're not be able to say, ah, he's Jesus. And they're like, How? And then you're now preaching. So maybe there's a rare chance that God helps your fashion sense. Because once you use it to bring people to Christ. I'm not insulting anybody because some people are offended already. I don't know. You can't take a joke. <laughs> amen We'll do better amen alright, okay um, so what was I saying yes, your will, God's will so we looked at Matthew 28 and then when we now go further because Jesus left and before he left, he gave us the Lord's prayer Abby. but now not expect that we're going to be praying the Lord's prayer every time if not, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians Corinthians, everything will just be you just see Paul, blah, 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 blah. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. We didn't see that, did we? Well, Paul was praying. In fact, there is no book that he wrote and for all the apostles too so that they wrote that there was no prayer towards the people that they were ministering to. Am I correct? So there's something in the Bible, um, all the prayers of Paul, we call them the Pauline prayers, okay? And their prayers are Paul... Um, said concerning the people he was ministering to, either in churches he had founded or whatever. So he was, we look at those prayers, and for me, those prayers are aspirational. Um, Those prayers are things that God and the Holy Spirit, or God through the Holy Spirit is going to continue to work out in in us, probably till we get to heaven. That's what I mean by aspirational. Um, how many of us, if you see, let I me. Mean, I'm trying to look for an example just to, to drive home what aspirational really means. Um, okay. There's a car. They want to sell a car. Okay? Then they take a very small, short, tiny-looking man Not very fine, at least by the world standards, okay? Everybody's beautiful in God's eyes. Amen. Amen. God is helping us. They take a short man, small, tiny stature, no body, nothing like that, and they dress him in rubbish. One dirty shirts and all that. And they say they are shooting an ad for that for that car, okay? Then they use that man, maybe like this high, not well-dressed, just very scruffy looking. And they use him for the advert of the car. How many of us will want to buy that car? Nobody. Well, he's a good man, or he's a Christian. Nobody. Okay. Same car. They find a tall guy. Probably puts him in all black suits. He has specs, maybe reflector, aviator shades or something. They put him in the car. He drives into this fantastic-looking house, maybe somewhere in um, where's it in along um, uh, Banana Island or Atlantic. He drives in. It's night. You see lights everywhere. Abby. He goes in. Goes into his um, nice sitting room. He says, "Lights on." The lights come on. His motto: They are selling. You know. He says, "Lights on." lights come on. He pours himself a drink. He sits down. He relaxes, and they say, "Something, something, 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 something." So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to use any brand. There's more likelihood that you want to associate with that person because they have sold you a lifestyle. So the next time you see that car, even if that car is 2005, because of how they sold it, you're like, "This is the car I want." Abby. That's aspirational branding. Branding 101 for the advertisers in the house. Amen. That's aspirational branding. They want you to aspire to that. They want you to be seen in that. That's why you will see people with their crests. I don't know if people still do crests now. Crests and all that. You want to buy a particular brand. You want to buy. They have sold you a lifestyle beyond the product they are selling. Okay. Paul and his prayers i believe a large part of it was aspirational because if you were going to look at the end point of what he was saying you'll be depressed and you will leave the faith i don't know if that's making sense if you look at the paul and the end like this is paul and this is what i'm supposed to be today you will stop that was the point Jesus has died. Why should I suffer myself? Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't think you get what I'm saying. You get, Abby? Okay. So when he was praying, he was praying that, so let's look at, um, I'm trying to see one of the prayers. Let's look at um, Ephesians 1. So one of the Pauline prayers. So these are the prayers that we're going to use, that we're going to pray this morning. So let's look at Ephesians 1 um, from 16. Uh, for this, okay, 15, uh, for this uh, course. Okay, therefore, I, I also, when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the, your love for the saints, next verse, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you my prayers, and then, that the Lord of our Father, sorry, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. This is NKJV, that's why may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Next verse. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So he was, was, his prayers towards the people were things that they should consciously walk towards. Do you understand? If I pray this and I know that this is the expectation, do do you see where I'm going with this? This is the expectation that the eyes of my understanding should be enlightened. If the eyes of my understanding were not enlightened before, this is what I'll be aspiring towards. Do you see it now? So what what it does is this. It's a prayer, but it's also a target. Did you catch that? So that when you feel they've given you a scorecard here, this is the marking scheme, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you will understand or you will know what the hope of his calling is. So if you were just cruising through life and I prayed this over you or you have an, you, you see this and you start praying, Lord, I need to understand what is the hope of your calling for me. It becomes a prayer for you, by you. Am I making sense? Okay. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So, you're going and you're like, ah, why, 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 why is life happening to me? Why is this and that? And then you see that you actually have riches of glory. There's inheritance stored up for you. Not just in heaven, but here on earth. You know, you can get angry and start doing things. Maybe that's why I gave that story of people that have come to church and have done something. Because there is an awareness that we have things stored up for us here on earth not just in heaven so you are not waiting for a reward only in heaven but you know that there is blessings for you right here on earth there is wealth and riches stored up for you right here on earth it's in the bible do you understand so by the time you see this you start worrying with this so that's what i mean by aspirational by the time you see a particular phone with the way they've sold it to you even though it's 1.5 million naira you start saving some of us are saving now some of us have collected it and they are paying small small. Abby, why are you laughing they don't need to know it's you when you laugh you give yourself away that's how it works you keep a straight face Some of you, it's because of this aspirational thing that all these loan sharks are calling us. Because you have bitten off more than you can chew. And now they are calling us, do not associate with this person, is a criminal. There was one day I had to call the don't call me again. I know she's a criminal. Don't call Okay, I didn't say that. what. It crossed my mind. Uh, I can't, I, I, they are doing their jobs. So when they call, I try not to be angry. I try not to be angry. Do you know this number? Oh, it's Kineka, Kineka. And then they call the person's full name. And every time, they are refer- every time they are referring to you, the person is on that side. Every time they are referring to you, they call your full name. Do you know that? I don't know why. I'm like, is this recorded? You can use she. There's something called pronouns. Pronouns means that you don't have to continue using it now all the time. You can say he. But they want the name to sink into your spirit. So that you call the person afterwards. Like, you need to pay these people now. You're a wicked person now. That's what they do. In case, because they, won't, they might not call you, when they call us, that's what happens. They call your phone name. Plus your Oriki, that Ashake, adufe, all those things. They call it. Anyway, um, what am I saying? Aspiration. So, what the prayers do for you is this. When you see these prayers in the Bible, especially with Paul, it shows you, number one, it shows you his heart was the great commission. You see, like, it's not about what he was going to get. There was nothing there about um, pray for me so that Mr. Van O'Hama for this life, I, they, don't, they know right time for some people. So people don't get to it. All those kind of things that we say. He wasn't saying all that. He was saying, pray for me. The only times he said pray for me was always about the gospel. It was always about the will of the Father. Am I correct? Abby? Uh-huh. And when he was praying for people, it was so that by the time you see that letter, you're like, oh, these are the expectations. This is what I'm working towards. And then I saw something recently. Almost 90% of the prayers said by Paul, the apostle, whoever, were said on behalf of somebody else. You were always praying for somebody else. Oh, when Paul and Silas were in prison, the Bible said that what they woke up at night and they began to pray for deliverance. Is that what the Bible said? Paul and Silas they were the ones in prison, Abi. Eh, but the Bible said that they woke up at night and they were praying that they should be released. Is that what it says? Bible says that they were praying and they were singing. Praising and singing. Or somebody else that was praying for their release. Did you catch that? 90%. I dare say 100. Maybe I've not checked well though. I don't see that. Even when Paul was saying it, he wasn't saying I pray for myself. He said pray for me. Intercede for me. Wow. So you see that we are getting it wrong in too many places. Now let me end with this. Just we are still going to pray, so I'm, I'm just ending with this. If um, if you come to me and you say, "I need ten k," depending on how I'm feeling that day, I might give you ten you. Maybe I just read the wrong scripture where Jesus was nice, and like eh, okay. I might. I might. Okay? If you come to me and you are like, um, how are you guys doing it every morning? How does how does Corey day Corey day is my son. Okay? How does Corey day go to school? I'm like, ah man, watch I making it work. I have this and that and that. and you say something like, you know what? Every morning I will come to your house. I'll pick already, and I'll drop him in school. Don't worry, just do other things. Do you know it won't be hard for me to drop ten k for that person for few? or twenty k even? Abby, think about it. Oh. this this one is normal. As in, I'm not. It's not scripture. It's not deep. It's normal. It's life. You are doing something for me. You are providing a value for me. You are easing my stress. It will not be hard for me to want to do something for you. Take this twenty k. Ah no, it's not. I'm just doing it. Just take. Ah no no no, but you still pocket it. Ah, you know how we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is no person. I'm about to quote Jesus that will do anything for the kingdom's sake. There is no person, just like Jesus said, that will leave father or mother or house or car or land or whatever it is, that will not be rewarded. Where? Here on this earth and then in heaven. If you do my will, blessings will flow from me to you naturally. Did you get that? That is what Jesus was saying there. That yes, the Gentiles seek this, this particular way, but you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. For that person that comes to me for thank you, that comes to ask, it's hit or miss. Depending on how I'm feeling that day, I may give him, I may not. For many of us Christians, the way we see prayer is he may answer or he may not because many of us are users. Praise God. Did you get that one? If you were following after God's will, it will not be a problem for you to make demands and know that you will be answered. It's because you don't have confidence. You know that the last time you spoke to him was because you asked him for something. That's why today when you want to speak to him and you want to ask him for something, you're like, ah, maybe you answer or maybe you will not. And that is what affects your faith. And that's what affects your receiving. I hope you don't if you don't worry, it's not this is not those uh, clap at the end, you're not encouraging me. Go home and meditate on these things. A lot of times the lack of confidence we have is because we know that we are users. If you know that you are sacrificed for this kingdom, you will not, you'll be like Daniel. I'm like, ah, why are you stressing? Give me time. You'll be like Jesus that will say, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. Because it's not every time that I'm calling you to ask you for something. There are times I'm just calling you for fellowship. I hope we are catching it. Like I said, go home and meditate. You can clap at home. I'll hear it. Don't worry. I really hope we got that. When we seek God... so. The last time we spoke about God's will, we are talking about God's will as his word. That's what Pastor K preached. So when you bring his word back to him. But for a lot of us even, we use that word thing as charm. Lord, you said, and he has chicken. the only thing that is you don't have is horn. But it's incantation. You're saying, God, because you said, so I'm tying you with what you said. Eh, let it be from relationship. Lord, I thank you because you hear me always. Because me and you, we are good. Praise God. So I hope we got something today. So let's rise our feet. We are going to pray. Okay, our time is far gone. I don't know by how much. But for one minute, two minutes, like I said, a lot of the prayers were not said on behalf of of the person praying, it was a lot of it was said in intercession for somebody else. We'll look at um, Romans ten one. It was one of the, uh, the Pauline prayers. Romans ten one. Very quickly, very very quickly, It says, "What, brethren? My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved." That's a Pauline prayer. This was Paul talking. My heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel. So, for who right now? Is there somebody you can think of right now that are saying that, Lord, my heart's desire for this person, for this group of people, probably in your office, for this, for this, for this sect, is that they should be saved. That was one prayer. So, I think what we'll do is for the, um, the, the projector will just flash this too. So, we're also going to look at, um, uh, 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12. So you're going to look for somebody around you and just going to pray for you. You don't need to hold them, but you're directing your prayers towards them. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12. Wherefore, always, we pray for you, um, we also always pray for you, that our God will count you worthy of this calling. So you've been called to be a Christian. The person beside you who is born again, has been called to be a Christian, and that person needs to be worthy of that calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. So your, your, your profession of your faith is not just in words. It should be in power. So you are going to pray for the person beside you that when they profess that they are Christ, that they belong to Christ, that it will be backed with power. Praise God that wherever we are, Whatever our field is, whatever our career is, that whatever it is that we do, will be pleasing to God. That our calling as Christians, our profession as Christians, will be pleasing to God. We're not just Christians in in words only, but our actions are doing something else. That in all our doings, we please God. You're not praying that for yourself. You'll pray that for yourself when you get home. Right now, you're praying for somebody around you. But in the meantime, you're also going to pray for the salvation of somebody's soul. Just like Paul was saying there. So like I said, he's helping you think. So you should be thinking, who should get saved around me? Who should I be petitioning God? Who should I be interceding to God on their behalf that they need to get saved? So pray for somebody right now, right now, as you're standing for the next one minute. Pray for somebody, call somebody's name. That it is my desire that this person be saved. Uh, I pray that the the, the lines begin to to arrange themselves to, to lead to his salvation. Think of that one person. And then if you are that person that is not saved, God brought you here for a reason. So just put your hand on your chest while the others are praying and just say these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin, wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again in Jesus' name. For that person you are born again, now it's your own duty to think of somebody else that needs to get saved need to get saved around you, in your house, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your wife, your husband, your classmates, your workmates, classmate, your, workmate, your deskmates, whatever it is, pray for the salvation of that person's soul. If you are looking for prayer ways not to pray, you don't, this one, you are expressing your desire. You cannot pray amiss with this. Uh, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you want to expend it on your own loss. This one is not your own loss. This one, you are interceding for somebody. You don't need to fall back on praying in the spirit for this one. Amen. Pray. Mention the person's name. Pray that our person will be saved. That you will see and you will celebrate the salvation of another soul. Because you prayed. Now let's bring up the second scripture. Now you're going to pray for somebody around you. you. You might need to, you might want to hold hands, it's fine. If not, it's good. Just to look at the person and declare that that person's calling will be pleasing to God. <coughs> that when that person declares Christ, it will be back to its power. It will be back to the power. It will be back to its power. That that person, that person's faith will be back to its power. That when they speak, when they speak, their words, their words will be backed by the Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise we give you praise father I thank you that people around me they will understand the hope of the calling the riches that we have in Christ our inheritance in Christ both here on earth and in heaven that we understand that when we do the father's will then his hand is open towards us and we seek his kingdom every other thing is added Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Um, there's one final Pauline prayer. I, I believe it's the most popular one. Even unbelievers say it. So we'll say it together as we, as I leave. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, somebody has bowed their head. We are not leaving church yet. Raise your head. Is you I'm talking to? Raise your head. Let's not be religious. Hallelujah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. we we bless this morning.